Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Arclight Insights podcast episode. My name is Spanner, and this is the 20th episode. So well done to everyone in the team. And joining me today, as usual, we have Tapsnap, Trixie, and Gora. Gora, we'll start with you. How was your week so far, mate? Oh, yeah, pretty good. We had a um, slight issue at work, which we had to deal with. So glad this week's over. You don't uh, have to tell them that. Yeah, I know. I know um, the details. <laughs> it wasn't fun. Nice having the weekend off together with my wife. She's off for two days as well, so that's nice. Um, normally she works at least one day over the weekend. We took the dog, or our puppy, to the beach for the first time today. She wore off some energy, slept on the way home, and then was good to go again because she's a Kelpie. Uh, Taps, how's your week been? So my week has been pretty good. Uh, work's getting a bit easier, getting into the groove. Do have plans to go out tonight for a few drinks. Other than that, not too eventful, just grinding out the new job. You know, I had also a little bit of a busy week at work. We had some people out, so it's uh, we're all helping out where we can. Other than that, it's been a pretty good week. You know, new Pokemon game came out, so can't be sad. Not, it's not legally allowed to be sad. <laughs> but other than that, it's uh, it's getting a little bit colder here in Florida. We're in the 40s, so everyone's wearing seven layers. People are panicking. No one knows how to drive anymore. But yeah, no, super excited for episode 20. We got a lot, lot, lot happening today. All right. So um, yeah, my week was not too bad. I took some days of work to be honest to deal a bit with my mental health. I haven't been feeling fantastic all the time, having some issues with in my life, but. It's always good then to spend time with you guys here and uh, cheer up my my week a bit towards the weekend. And uh, I'm having fun now playing the game with these new uh, content changes, especially in terms of uh, PvP and some unit changes, which we will now address. I asked through the community manager put out the patch notes, uh, beta update 0.9.4, which we addressed already in a previous podcast ourselves. So they put a bit more meat to the changes than uh, we had available for us at the time. Is there any volunteer here that would like to start to go through the, the, those patch notes that start with the November 16, 2022 on top? Yeah, all right. And just a small disclaimer as well. There have been some minor changes from the previous podcast where we had an early look from Trixie's build to the actual build the majority of players got to. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll jump right in. It starts off with get ready to rumble with other players in our PvP update. Arclight Rumble's PvP system leverages many maps, towers and modifiers to tumble the meta and keep players on their toes. Update 0.9.4 also features a new collectible beast leader, Old Merkai. Coins awarded from gaining player levels and more. We will continue to expand our beta audience through the end of the year and we'll be adding more countries in the process. So that's exciting for everyone outside of Australia. Player vs player. PvP has been overhauled and features an initial set of maps, towers and modifiers that will shift over time to encourage the meta to ebb and flow. Our goal is to keep the meta fresh primarily by changing the play space and only rebalancing mini stats when they are consistently over or underperforming in different PvP settings. Season 1 started on November the 13th. Yeah, we have a PvP update. Me and Spanner have been playing quite a bit. I think Trixie's got a bit of time in and Tap's sort of catching up. 
Yeah. So what's your initial thoughts on the update spanner? Yeah, I mean, it's been fun to a certain degree, especially in the beginning. However, when you start to get high in honor, because there are not many players that uh, played as much as myself, you just get bot after bot because your honor difference is uh, so far away from the regular players. The bots actually have an increased gold generation the higher you go. It's a system that they put in place to um, uh, make it harder and harder for players to be able to beat uh, bots and try to somehow replicate what's going to happen on launch when you face harder and harder players. I know that uh, we have probably different opinions regarding the system, but we can always um, discuss this in, in a few minutes. I'm currently at 8.1k honor, which is quite a lot, but I think I could potentially go to around 10k if I keep farming. I've had kind of the same similar experience. I still had a little extra bot time when we did that original live stream. The map changes are probably my favorite part, the, the, the next to the tower and then the modifiers. It's just very, not unbalanced, but just imbalanced in the way the amount of players are still so low. We're just seeing too many bots. So I'm, I'm pretty much just echoing what you said with a few extra words. It's still, I think, a great move in the right direction. I definitely like the new map rotation that we'll be getting. And the towers will be changing as well as a modifier, which is based off like the surge modes, I believe. So hopefully we'll see some rotation of different leaders and mini loadouts and talents coming through. From what I've played so far, Unbound will beat Speed and Speed will beat high gold cost units yeah and bound uh, pretty much for me to get to 8.1k i had to do a lot a lot of base rushing otherwise the bots they make uh, gold so fast that i have no chance to beat them doesn't matter how good you are you will not be uh, going above 8k if you are not cheesing um, in pvp at the moment but this is what the system they decide to use right now just one thing, so just to confirm, matchmaking is now implemented. That's why we are just getting bots, because we need more players to go up in an honor system. Also, in the end of the season, honor ratings for leaders above 3,000 will be reduced. It's not 4,000, it's 3,000 to relevel the playing field. So a good strategy here to use for everyone is to at least try take your leaders to very close to 3,000. Get your honor rewards and then next season you don't have to grind as much. Or if you want to really push higher, then choose, take the others to just below 3000 and then pick your favorite favorite leader and push as much as you want with that specific leader. Um, this is what I think will work best. So Tap, I know that you haven't had a lot of time this week to play, but what are your uh, impressions on PvP based on what you are seeing right now? So I, I do like the changes. I, I've been playing a little bit of PvP. I think I'm a little over a thousand. I kind of played three different leaders. I like the overall changes, the maps, the the towers. It it's definitely makes you think a little bit different. I think my favorite part of the patch though has to be Murkai. I've been playing a lot of him just because I just drop everything and it's just I'm a mob of monsters going across the field. Yeah, it's very overwhelming, especially with the bots with the extra gold, it's really overwhelming. You just see a sea of Marlocks coming towards you and literally just try to base rush them and hope for the best because there's no way you can deal with that by conventional means. 
overall i'm i'm glad there was a pretty big patch like this this has been needed for quite some time i know a lot some of it is not completely balanced but at least they got it out there so we can start testing it and then we can they can start tweaking things yeah i think the foundation that they've put in is nice and solid yeah it's this is a great direction for where we've been for a while this is a very good sign the question is does it continue or do we just hit a cliff i think we're dead in the water for a little while again we won't see any updates for or major updates for at least till probably after christmas not so much like new update wise i'm thinking more of like the direction like what what's the next change they're gonna make are they gonna start overhauling units completely oh you've like Karn as a unit? Oh, you, you wake up morning to a patch and suddenly he's a ranged unit with two new talents. The, those are the kind of changes I'm sure we're going to start seeing in the next wave of patches just because it's a beta and things need to be tested and changed and I'd be very surprised if a lot of stuff we're seeing now meets or reaches in the same state at release. I am a little disappointed that uh, we didn't get any news or anything on... Uh... The raids. I was really hoping for something on that. So I was kind of expecting a co-op something in this patch, but I guess we got PvP instead. Well, there's no, no news on raids and co-op, but at least we know they will be in the game. One good thing as well is I was having a discussion with Solanis and other people on Discord, and he, he confirmed that there will be PvP co-op. So that's a good thing to know for sure that co-op is not only in PvE, but will be also in PvP. And I was asking him, in the, he didn't really reply too much because he probably doesn't know it himself at this point, but as you can see now with the PvP, even people like Fieldsy and others, they won't run out of content anymore because you can just keep grinding and grinding because you're going to lose games. Uh, you, you will have an eternity of grinding to get to 20,000 honor. So now the game has something in place that actually has a metric and can keep you continuously playing the game for a reason, which didn't really exist after you um, killed Onyxia. It was mostly just to level your, your army. So now there is something there uh, that you can aspire to. However, there was a bit of a concern that there will be too much content in the game. Imagine that when you the game launches and you have a PvE campaign and you have dungeons, arc light surge and a PvP season at the same time and God knows also raids and co-op mix there as well. Do you guys think there will be a lot of fear of missing out from the players if they stack all these different sort of content? Or do you think they will be aware of it and try to stage it a little bit? Would you guys consider even not having the PvP season start for the first two weeks after launch? What are your views on it? I think they should just do it the same as they do for World of Warcraft. They delay raids and PvP season at the start of the expansion and that lets players you know level up get some base level gear so translation for war would allow you to get through the campaign or a decent way through the campaign allowing you to unlock your dungeons and pvp and maybe raids for the people that power through you know sort of get your core team or two set up get some talents going you know then you're ready to head into the pvp season when you're more comfortable with your team and hopefully everyone else will be you know comfortable as well so everyone sort of enters at the same time feeling not rushed or overwhelmed and like they have to play the game 
as their full-time job. I agree. I, I don't think they should push everything. When the game resets and we start the game for real, I think there should be at least two, three weeks or even a month before they go into the different seasons and uh, raids and stuff. Give people time to learn the game because not everybody has beta, right? So give them time to actually learn the game, play with the different uh, characters and let them try to get to where an understanding where kind of like we're at before dropping all this in them or they're just going to probably get discouraged and quit the game. And then just everything, this the overwhelming of all these different game type surge and raids and PVP, PVE. I think it would get overwhelming for a new player to, with all that being thrown at them at once. Yeah, I agree. But Trixie, after this onboarding period at the start, before they eventually introduce all these different content systems at the same time, what's your opinion? What's going to happen when we actually have all the content out after that initial period? Do you think this will cause issues in the game in terms of too much content and not enough hours in the day for people to actually do it? Oh, absolutely. There's got to be some sort of either change or reduction or rotation in content because there's just too much to do like you know gora brought it up span and tap did like just wow how they force people all right everyone go level oh you've leveled for a month all right go do raids go do your pvp go do whatever a at the start maybe open up dungeons only honestly another thing is there's so much content and a lot of it is besides pvp nothing else is really level gated and I don't think they want to use PvP as the grinding point in the actual release. So people need a place, you know, they can grind and get levels and that's probably going to be spamming quests. But then at that point, you will have even less time for PvP or to try to do your Arclight Surges or dungeons. And I think if there's too much, I think you go past a fear of missing out and just into the territory of just players are going to burn themselves out and just not want to play the game. It's a very slippery slope, and I don't know what their plan is to tackle this. It's a very fine line, isn't it, between having no enough, not enough content to keep people engaged and having too much content that the people lose interest because they feel they, they cannot compete and, uh, and uh, keep up with, with the rest of the crowd. So it's interesting to see what they're going to do to address this. So next we have features and system changes. Granting a player level will now grant 50 bonus coins in addition to XP bonuses. This grant is affected by the Arclight Booster, and bonus coins will be banked into the Arclight Booster that have not been purchased. So the Arclight Booster continues to be a fantastic choice. XP curves have been adjusted to make the middle of the campaign a little bit easier to tackle, and a handful of minis will have their third talents unlocked for testing purposes. And then we have a couple changes to leaders. We have the new leader, which we discussed a few weeks ago. We have Old Murkai with his March of the Murlocs talent. For the next five seconds after playing Murkai, Murloc Tidehunters spawn at your base for each point of gold, which is his ability. He also has the two talents that come with him. Marathon of Murlocs, they last, the talent lasts an additional five seconds. In Tip of the Spear, Murlocs spawn at his location instead of your base. Karn has a new talent as well, called Reincarnation. He resurrects once at 30% health. And Tarion has a new talent as well called Lay on Hands. On death, heal one nearby alley to full health. So regarding the regular troops, there are some changes as well. 
So Flame Waker now has a third talent already available called Engulf, which applies burn to enemies. The Heatwave talent has been adjusted to a flat 20% damage increase while they do some bug fixing. Harpies, Wind Fury talent has been changed to Talon Dive. Talon Dive makes the Harpies deal double damage on their first attack. They also have the new third talent, which we already mentioned on a previous podcast, Infectious Swipes, where the Harpies gain poison. The Huntress Crystal Glaive talent has been changed to Elven Might. Elven Might deals 50% additional damage to the initial target only. Smoke Bomb, Master of Subtlety, has been changed to Strangers in the Night. Strangers in the Night applies stealth to enemies as well. This can be used to different sort of strategies in the game. Finally, in terms of regular units, you have the Whelp Eggs. Whelps now spawn when Whelp Eggs are destroyed, rather than on taking damage. This changes some interactions with spells like Cheat Death and Execute. So another update is a clarification in what happens with the money that players, real life money that players spend during beta. So there will be a sort of a credit available for you upon soft launch. So this money cannot be used for other products and services in Google Play, for example, for Android. It's a sort of a battle.net balance, but I believe it only applies to Warcraft Arclight Rumble. And you can utilize that credit that you gathered by spending real money to then purchase products in the Arclight Rumble shop after the game launches. So essentially, it would just allow us, uh, if you've made purchases on Android, to repurchase exactly as you did through beta. So if you only bought the Outlook Booster, you have the credited amount for that to your account. I wish that was for iOS as well, because now you guys have that money set aside and I and Trixie and I don't well if you've been saving your pennies it won't be an issue <laughs> one thing as well is there's something that actually concerns me which is start already to infringe on my established position that this is a free-to-play friendly game it's a, a sentence there that uh, concerns me a little bit which is we will be testing different weekly cups for the coin chests during the update. So, you know the famous 2,100 gold that you could pu uh, purchase total per week in a store? They are testing to increase that. Does this concern you guys in terms of how far they could go with the weekly caps and actually start to make this a bit more pay to win that we initially fought? Oh, absolutely. This is just the start of the slippy slope to get to, you know, a pay to win game. There can be a cap, but if it's some arbitrary 50 chess week cap, that's not a cap. That's a whale walking in and starting the game with all his units at level 30. How much would that be? We could probably work out how much you could get uh, for that. I calculated the other. If you had a. It was something like if you had four chests weekly, and then I, if you added the packs that you can buy and the pouches, you would be spending like $2,500 a year on the game something like that if you were to buy all the available i think some people started to tell me oh this is nothing for a mobile game and i felt like i was living in a parallel universe or something <laughs> like that that somebody was telling me that spending two thousand five hundred dollars a year on a mobile game was a natural thing and that is the annual income of many families around the world in certain countries so i thought for a moment that i was probably sleeping or 
dreaming or something because I don't think it's normal that somebody would spend $2,500 a year on a mobile game, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just weird. I don't know. No, there's some like the gotcha style games. Those can get pretty bad, but for other mobile games, like that is low, but it's still not Especially acceptable. for a a game that has been trying to send signals that they will do their best to be not predatory. So I'm a bit concerned. I hope that they don't really uh, abuse, uh, well, not abuse. I hope they don't get uh, too carried away with increasing these sort of weekly caps because this goes against the fairness that we expect to see in this game in terms of uh, com competitiveness between players with different financial capabilities the game needs to make money obviously but it should be about skill in the end of the day i think uh the best plan for that is to not go crazy at the beginning with the money and the purchases on blizzard side keep it kind of where it is now and then in a few months maybe raise it for new players so if new players want to come in and spend money to catch up that's a little bit different than allowing people coming right into the game day one and just buying as much as they can to be first place. So gentlemen, bearing in mind all we talk about, about the PvP changes, I think what they have in mind for launch is actually for a PvP season to last six weeks. And every two weeks there is a modification in terms of PvP modifiers, different kind of... Uh, towers, so on and so forth, which will then bring a, a, a different scope in terms of strategy with what leaders we're going to use in different phases during the PvP season. Um, do you guys change your your mind that you have in terms of your strategy? Are you going for a nar narrow collection of minis? Are you going for a wide collection of minis? Does this uh, PvP season modifiers and the fact that the scores from your PvP on a ranking for the season come from a combination of three leaders. Did this change your opinion regarding are you gonna go still for just a, a, a very restricted amount of units? Are you gonna now start to expand a bit more to be a bit more versatile uh, in terms of what you're gonna encounter in PvP? Uh, what is meta, what it works with the specific modifier? So, I'll go with the Trixie now, reversing the order there. Trixie, what is your strategy at the moment? Do you are you going for a still a narrow collection, or you think that we need to start to diversify a bit more now? I think it's still a little too early to diversify. The meta is going to change at launch, no matter what state the game is in at launch. Who's who's strong? Who's whatever? When there's that many people playing, meta is going to change after a certain amount of time. Other than that, if you try to diversify your units too much early, and this is something I ran into when I first played beta, I tried to level everyone equally or level too many units, and I got put behind just because I was way underleveled. Unless they make a drastic change to the leveling structure, you, you're you going to hurt yourself if you try to diversify too much. Um, I kind of feel the same way. Um, For the people that's been listening for a long time, they know my feelings about PvP and it hasn't changed too much even with the new update so i'm going to buy units based on pve and the dungeons and the raids eventually unless that changes down the road uh how the raids are and how pvp is 
I'm going to stick to my strategy and going for the units I need to destroy the PvE content before the PvP content. I agree with you. I think creating a very good foundation with the PvE, it's way better initially than PvP. But, you know, people have different opinions. What about you, Gor? I think I'll still pick a core team out with a few extra minis and then use them across three leaders. And then have one team to primarily for PvE to get to, like, Onyxia and whatever else they bring in with raids. And then probably the other two leaders more PvP-focused. But try and mix the minis between them as best as possible. Okay, that makes sense to me. It will be interesting to hear our last podcast before soft launch, just to see what we will be disclosing in terms of our decks that we're going to try to target and and that those units that work well across different leaders. It will be nice to compare what are our um, our views on them. I can't wait for when we reach this stage eventually one day. So that's pretty much it regarding the 0.9.4 beta update. There is a lot more detail that we could be discussing here. But to be fair, especially since it's an audio uh, format, we don't want to overwhelm people with too many numbers and too, too much detail. Uh, what we will do is we will link in the descriptions on both Spotify, YouTube, all the platforms where we place our podcasts. We will link in the description links to uh, these articles where you can actually visualize all the details about the changes. And uh, feel free to expand in the comments or discuss the changes or ask us anything that you are not sure about. And we will do our best to find the answer for you guys. Changing the subject here a bit, there was a big inclusion of people uh, added to the bet as well. There was a Twitter contest that was just showed up out of the blue a bit unexpectedly. There was mixed reactions in terms of the reception of how it sounded like their approach. I was one of the people that was uh, a little bit uh, almost upset and uh, very, very surprised with the, the way they went about uh, in terms of marketing that specific Twitter and what was their concept, concept behind the contest. Uh, many people felt almost like they were making people beg for a better access, which it really sounded like it, to be honest. Um, I know that is not their intention to humiliate anyone, but I think they should probably uh, spend a little bit more time thinking about how they, they come across in, in their uh, tweets and uh, maybe be a bit more creative and, and thoughtful in the way they create their contests. But that's just my opinion. Everybody has a different opinion about it. What did you guys think about it? Did you think it was a good idea? Are you are you surprised with the amount of people that they used in that contest? It was only 50 better entries, which is kind of limited. How did you guys see the contest? So I think it, they came across with the ask nicely um, because, you know, the internet is can be a cesspool, but it just came across, I think, to some people that it sounded patronizing and like, they want people to beg for access. But I think essentially what they're looking for is just people to be civilized in when asking for it instead of being, you know, demanding and obnoxious about trying to get in. Uh, I think it's the intention and was uh, good. I think the execution and wording 
well, I could do a little bit of work to try and make it uh, sound more like a big happy family uh, than begging for scraps from, you know, the master's table, I guess. You could put it that way. To be completely honest, I did not hear about the, this uh, new giveaway for beta. So it, I'm glad they're doing it. But the way I'm hearing you guys describe it, I think there should have been more of a contesty feel like the last one where you submitted a battle cry. This one, again, from, just from hearing what you guys are saying, does seem like, uh, please, please, sir, can I have some more? What about you, Trixia? How did you see the contest? Contests are always good. It's just they went about this in the worst possible way. This sounds like someone found a list of contests they didn't want them to run and then accidentally selected the, yeah, let's use this one. There's, I don't think anyone was received this contest as a good idea. Obviously, the contest to get more people into beta is what what everyone wants and what we all want as well. Just more testers means more information. But this contest was just borderline just offensive. Like, like if I hadn't had a big investment in this game and was super looking forward to it, if I was someone who was maybe on the fence about playing and this happened, I would have absolutely just dropped the game. Especially if I wasn't like a big Blizzard fan, this would have been just the killer of like, yep, nope. Yeah, exactly. And as you guys mentioned, the intention was certainly good. I mean, I don't think they genuinely want to disrespect anyone in the community. It's just like whoever is typing these things on Twitter, whoever the person is, they should be like the one of the people over there with the highest amount of uh, emotional and social intelligence. And it felt like so disconnected from someone with the ability to actually bring people in instead of causing unnecessary controversy that I found it unbelievable. It's, it's, sometimes it doesn't, these little things don't, they don't seem like Blizzard at all. Blizzard is usually a bit more tactful with the way they do things. But I, uh, you know, credit where is due, they did a really nice touch there in the end, which was they, they had a personalized reply for every single person that joined in and got the better. So they uh, they actually went to Twitter and they, let's say somebody say, oh, um, I, uh, I am a WoW fan for a while and they put a picture of like their collector edition boxes of Wrath of the Lich King and so on and so forth. And they actually then replied to them and say, you, uh, we're going to give you better access. And then they made a personalized comment regarding uh, that collection or something like that or something a bit funnier. It almost felt like it was someone else replying to those comments rather than the original person that put that not very well thought out tweet to initiate the contest. So that was a nice touch to somehow show a bit more respect and rectify that initial uh, negative impression in my eyes. Uh, one thing is that they said only 50 people, which was also another point of contention. People weren't happy because in the last time 200 people got in, but we barely saw any surge in activity after that. Honestly, it didn't feel like 200 people got in. So it feels like they had way more people than the 50 because I never saw this amount of people asking for help with builds and, and interactions. Uh, and even in the game, when I queue for a PvP, before I was high level, I was getting regular P 
people and I was getting lots of players that I never saw their name before. So it feels like this time was actually 200 people and the first time was 50. So I don't know. I don't know what went there, but this is how it feels for me. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. When I started PvP, it felt uh, a bit unfair because I like have talents and valor and they didn't. So it was level six first level one. I think it might have been a bad experience. It probably would have been a bad experience for those new players. Not exactly sure how the matchmaking system has been implemented yet. Maybe it was like they're playing against bots and the bots are level one or level two. And then because I just started playing PvP with a new leader, I was getting match made in to players that had won, say, five games. And I'd won five games and I was like, oh, there's two players to play together. So hopefully that's something that they can tune and fix for launch where the Valor and Talents are taken into consideration with more uh, heavy weight. So there'll be less one-sided stomps. So I believe I'm still on a slightly separate edition of the game. So I've only been fighting bots. So I truly have not noticed any influx of people, especially in lower PvP after the reset. I'm, I'm just kind of on an island. But it is good to see more people coming in. That's, you know, going to not not be good for the game. I actually just did a PvP round while I was listening just to see what if I would get a person because I'm still kind of low. And I just got a person, a real person. It was T-A-M-Z. And all my my Valor, I guess all my units were level six and seven. And all of his was level one. And I this destroyed them and i felt bad but it was actually a live person so there is live people in there so just wanted to add very glad to see a lot of names on discord finally getting better that we know are people following the game for several months and all is active in the discussions on discord even though they didn't have better that didn't dissuade them from being active and uh, trying to contribute to the community nice to know that it wasn't only people that uh, just made a random tweet and actually got in and there was a bit more thought uh, behind it. I think it's also one of the reasons people got more upset initially. Only 50 people and again, random winners on Twitter. So it's, that brought a bad feeling straight away. But it, you know, it's good to see some people coming in, the, the active ones. And also um, to make up for the people that have better for months and months and they are still at uh, 20 skulls, which some people find this acceptable and uh, they say, oh, they own nothing to the game. They don't have to play and all that. But uh, honestly, I see it as a bit of a shame that people have better for months and months and they are at 20 skulls and they probably never even PvP once. I find it a bit, they aren't doing justice to the fact that they decided to be a better tester and they are actually taking opportunities from people that want to spend time and test the game. I know they are not committed to it, but personally, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth when I see these kind of situations. Once again, very nice to see all these people in. It makes all of us happy here in the podcast team and in the guilds to have all these people coming in and enjoying the game. And it feels great that they will have a chance to experience the same moments as we did and we are. Uh, so finally, let's make this a bit uh, more productive podcast and add some extra value there in the end. 
So I'm going to go through all of us and just in a minute, let's, let's keep it at a minute so we stick to the most important things. Give the new players that just got better some advice on uh, some basic strategies and considerations they should have to make their life a bit easier in the process of starting from zero again. So let's start from the top there. Uh, Gora, what are your top tips within a minute for new players that just join better? Top tips. Uh, if anyone doesn't know, uh, there's a great website, arclightbase.com, where you can check out all the minis and talents and preview them. Uh, so you can have an idea of what could be coming through your shop and maybe you want to save some gold for uh, something that you like and see. Get one leader from each faction uh, to when you so you can redo your campaign to get the extra gold and try and pick some minis that will suit. So uh, I think Quillbore um, is a really good all-rounder. Uh, Wellpegs is probably pretty good as well. Uh, Safe Pilot you'll be getting off the bat anyway. Safe Pilot's really good now. And Blizzard is probably a good spell to pick up, which is all-round pretty good. Try and be a bit of a penny pinch at the start um as you learn the game and then as you progress through you'll learn where and when to spend your gold a bit better i think and best of luck progressing through and may you get lots of pvp wins so i would suggest just taking your time uh learning the the units uh going through the tutorial uh a bit slow and then absolutely buying the arc light booster as soon as possible so you get the most benefit from it uh, there is plenty of guides out there with best units. I know some of them are out of date. Uh, there will be more to come from us, Spanner, and the rest of the team with uh, our rankings of units. And I suggest taking a look at that and uh, based off of that, picking units that you might like. There's tons and tons of videos out there going over different units and leaders and strategies. It never hurts to... Uh, to get that information, to look at it, to come up with a decision on how you want to move forward. I know that Spanner has a lot of information out there. I would take it with a grain of salt. It's not that best of a player. I'm just joking, Spanner. I love you. But yeah, uh, there's tons and tons of information out there. Spanner has done a great job bringing this team together and putting information out there in videos and, and uh, streaming. I'm pretty sure... Everybody appreciates it, not just us. Uh, I know I fell behind a little bit, but I still try to keep up with his videos from time to time. And I know my girlfriend watches them all the time. So we're still supporting him, even though I'm not playing as much. Okay. And uh, yeah, I, I'm far from being the best player. But uh, one quality I have is that uh, I don't give up and I keep going and I ask people questions and try to improve. And I think this is the mentality that everybody should have, you know, just uh, recognize your limitations and uh, and just try to be a bit better uh, today than than you were yesterday yeah and I, I can't wait to see your work and and everything else bring you a bit more availability because i really miss your streams and uh, your posts in discord and everything top so yeah thank you uh and uh, last but not least here uh trixie so the best piece of advice I can give that's already not been just talked about in the last two minutes is when you're especially starting off and you're starting off on a new level, don't try just to rush the boss. Don't just at the start throw every unit you have available out and just hope they get to the boss because every pretty much every level has some sort of mechanic you have to pay attention to. So obviously pay attention to that, but 
take your time in playing units. Let them play some stuff off, counter it, and then get some momentum, take some towers, and just play levels slow until later in the game when you've played it over and over again for quests, you know the the trick to the level. Don't get frustrated that, you know, you can't just Zerg rush every level. It's not very intuitive. You'll get just angry at the game, and you'll just make no progress. Okay. And after, after three of them, there is very little for me to add because they covered all the essential bases there and their advice. But uh, I'll probably go to a bit different advice. I would tell you, try to use Discord as much as possible. There's a lot of people there with very insightful information. Uh, make sure you go to the Arclight Rumble official Discord and you browse through that general player, also player feed feedback. And even if you go to the bug reports, Android and iOS channels, you can indirectly learn a lot about the game just by reading those interactions there. One thing I really, probably our guild is already getting close to full capacity and we need to get more information regarding guild caps before we recruit like mad because we don't want to leave people out and disappoint people but um, have a look at uh, joining a guild because it is very important for new players to to get uh, those extra interactions one thing i consider very important is have a look at joining a guild our guild for example uh, we have more posts in probably not in the last 48 hours because of the influx of new players but we have more posts in our guild Discord than the official Discord itself. So you might be losing opportunities to learn and to get motivated and to motivate other people by not being in a guild. I know there isn't a big selection out there, but uh, have a look at the guild recruitment tab and see if there's anything there for you. I know that D2 will be recruiting and they are very organized. So look for a guy called Genzik or a guy called Blue Max and they will probably be, help you as well. And also there is a French community that just came recently, so there's another option there in the guild recruitment. Obviously, I want the best players possible in my guild, but we are getting close to full capacity and our roster is already incredible. So it's not all about our guild, it's about the community as a whole, so we can grow together. So join a guild, look for a home, and this will make your experience way better in the game. And if you have any questions, do not be scared to look like a fool. Just get on Discord and ask. Because sometimes not having a specific answer could be the difference between you enjoying the game or not enjoying the game. So, yeah, just keep at it. Get involved with other people. Clarify your questions about the game. And just enjoy it. And remember, it's only better. So if things go wrong, you know, it's only better. This is the time to learn. So I think this has been a very productive podcast with lots of positivity and really nice things coming up. The game is starting to take uh, shape. It's really good to see. After a few months of uh, where people were a bit down and not much were going on in terms of content and information, nice to see that things are starting to get in the right place now. Uh, I would like to say, send my regards to Soul River. He, I know he's a bit sick at the moment, so I hope he gets better soon. And he is also a powerhouse of uh, activity and interactions on Discord. So I thank you for that. And I know that you will be listening to this podcast. And also say hello to Toasty. Hopefully he will be joining us again in the, in the near future. 
I hope he's doing great there. And thanks to everyone in the guild and thanks to everyone that supports all the content creators out there and keep the ball rolling. Yeah, just, you know, thanks everyone for joining in and listening. This was a really good episode. Big patches are always super fun, really brings the hype back up, really gets everyone excited and everyone back playing. Super excited for the direction of the game, you know, see what they want to do, how they want to get to the next patch, see what the next thing that comes up. It's just good spirits all around, and I'm super excited to see where we go from here. Yeah, I, w- I want to thank everyone. This is our 20th episode. Without you guys supporting us, we wouldn't have made it this far. And I think we had a rough patch with the lack of communication and the updates. And life uh, has gotten in the way a few of us. But I think this is here for the long run, as long as the game and the community is there. So I appreciate everyone out there for listening to us and uh, supporting us. Yeah, uh, thanks again, everyone, for tuning in and listening, watching. Uh, exciting that we get a new patch to play with, and I think this one will tide us over for quite a while as it provides a lot of replayability. And it'll be interesting to see how the maps, uh, towers, and map modifiers play out over time and how that affects how, how everyone plays and what everyone plays. Yep, looking good for the future of war, I reckon. Exciting to see where it goes. And yep, thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you all later, and we'll see you next week.